like to invite you to take your copy of God's Word and turn over to the book of Psalms. The book of Psalms. Turn to the ninth Psalm. As you're turning there, I just want to remind you that as we are in November, November is typically about what? It's typically about Thanksgiving. You'll see as someone even posted and they jokingly said, oh, now we get to read what everybody's thankful for every day this month. But there is some truth to that, right? We, we sometimes get focused on that. I've done that in the past as someone who's been preaching and teaching. And as I was in youth ministry, I'd say take out a piece of paper and number them, you know, 1 through uh, 28. And then, um, if you will, just write down something that you're thankful for each and every day. And there is, there is some truth to that, and that is something that we need to do. But over the course of the next, this Sunday, and then the next two weeks, I want us to look at the word thankfulness. Okay, that is what we're going to be kind of looking at for the next, uh, this week and the next two weeks. We'll be looking at the word thankfulness. Because I believe that we should be living a life of thankfulness, but before we can live that life of thankfulness, we need to stop and look at what it means to thank God. And there will be a progression. We will be building, as you see in your bulletin, uh, the word thankfulness is hyphenated, so thankfulness. So I encourage you to pay attention today and also just uh, pray for me as I prepare for the next uh, two weeks. I just ask that uh, you pray for that preparation, but also just pray for the messages that we'll be talking about and pray we'll be exactly where God needs for us to be. Billy Graham once said this, he said, a spirit of thankfulness is one of the most distinctive marks of a Christian whose heart is attuned to the Lord. Let me repeat that, a spirit of thankfulness is one of the distinctive marks of a Christian whose heart is attuned to the Lord. He went on to say this. He said, Grumbling and gratitude are for the child of God in conflict. Be grateful and you won't grumble. Grumble and you won't be grateful. And then he ended with this thought. He said, Why should we give thanks? Because everything we have comes from God. Amen? And so that is a reason for us to give thanks. As you have seen there, as you've opened your copy of God's Word to Psalm 9, we're just going to simply look at one verse today. I invite you to look with me at Psalm 9. We're going to look at verse 1, and we're going to unpack this particular verse, and we're going to look at a few truths of this. And so here David is writing a little bit of background so that before we dive into the text, here David is offering wholehearted praise to the Lord for delivering him and his army. Here David's aim is to honor the Lord and to not glorify himself. And here in Psalm 9, we see that David's joy was in the Lord, not just in the victory that had been given. And so look with me in Psalm 9, verse 1, and we see these words. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart, and I will recount all your wonderful deeds. Let us pray. Father God, help us to be Christians who don't quit, as we talked about a few weeks ago. 
But God, if we're not going to quit, if we're going to push forward, God, we need to live a life filled with giving you thanks and praise. And so, Father, I pray this morning as we open your word, as we unpack the truths of this particular verse, God, help us to live a life of giving thanks to you where our lives will be filled with thankfulness for all that you have done, all that you have blessed us with, and then all that you want to do in and through our lives and through this church. Father, we thank you and we love you. May your words speak. Amen. Before we go on, I want to just make a couple of points in some of the songs that we sang this morning. First off, the come now is the time to worship. We just sang that. And the words of that said, Still the greatest treasure remains for those who gladly choose you now. So just think about that this morning. You know, we do have a choice. We can choose to worship God and to live out his word and to seek a relationship with him. Or we can seek things that have no eternal value. But there is hope. There is treasure for those who will um, praise him and worship him now. And then I thought um, the ladies, Miss Cindy and, and Betsy, had no clue where we were going with this morning's message. And then we sang the song, Jesus, we just want to thank you. Right? We just want to thank you. We just want to thank you. Thank you for being so good. We want to praise you. We want to praise you for being so good. Can I remind you this morning that a heart of thanksgiving, a heart that gives thanks, is a heart that praises. That, that thanks and praise go together. Thanks and praise go together. And then this song that we sang, this hymn that we sang this, sang this morning, says that I want to serve you, serve you for being so good. We're to live a life of service. Amen. We're to live a life of service. God did not call us just for us to be saved and then do nothing. But he has called each and every one of us. As we've been studying on Sunday mornings with the group that I meet with, we're part of the body. And the body is made up of many parts. We're all unique. And so it takes all of us working together to accomplish God's will. And then it says, Jesus, we we know you're coming. We know you're coming. And take us to live with you in your home. So what great reminders this morning as we begin a study on what it means to live a life giving thanks to God. Giving, living a life that gives thanks to God. So I want you to look with me in Psalm uh, 9 verse 1. Look with me. David says, I will give thanks. I will. As we read this this morning, that tells me that there was determination. Right? He didn't say, I might give thanks to the Lord. He says, I will give thanks to the Lord. So there was determination. You see, friends, when God brings you through the battle, when God brings you through the storm, you want to thank Him. You, you want to praise Him. Can I, can I mention to you this morning that as we're reading this, I will give thanks. The King James, the New King James says praise. As we mentioned a few moments ago, thanks and praise really 
go hand in hand because how are you going to praise him if you don't thank him? That's part of a life of praise, of praising God. So when God brings you through the storm, when he brings you through the battle, you'll want to praise him. You'll want to thank him. Can I remind you again this morning that when God wakes you up, we should thank him. Amen? When God gets you through another day, as you end your day, there should be a time, a moment at least, where you thank him for making or having you, allowing you, getting you through another day. So David says, I will give thanks to the Lord. Then he says, with what? His heart. But he said, he doesn't just stop there. He says, what? With his whole heart. With his whole heart. That's, he's saying, I'm going to give thanks with all my heart. That's figuratively for his feelings, for his will, for his intellect. And so he is saying that I will give thanks to God with my whole heart. See, friends, we want to just thank God when things are going well, but what about when things are rocky? What about when things aren't going quite so well? As we talked about this morning in our, our time together, in this book we're going through, it's, um, the daily, it's a daily discipleship guide, and we've been studying how to know God's will. And one of the things we talked about this morning is make a list of key events or moments in your life and review the circumstances that led to those events and see how God was and has been at work. Consider how God used those moments to bring you closer to him. So friends, as you go through things in your life, as David is reminding us this morning, he, he's saying, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. So as we learn from the other Psalms, don't hold back. Be raw, be real, be honest with the Lord. He wants to hear from you. He wants to hear from your whole heart. He wants to hear from how things are going. He wants to hear all of your feelings. He doesn't want to just hear the happy feelings. When you're frustrated, you can tell the Lord that you're frustrated. Amen. He can take that and thank God that he can because when nobody else can, he can. When you're just not feeling it, you tell him you're just not feeling it. You give that to him. I want to step back for a moment as we were talking about David and we were talking about how he will give thanks to God, that there's determination. Can I remind you of this, that we have to have a plan of action, right? If David's saying, I will give thanks to God, then he must have, and we must have a plan of action. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. A goal without a plan is just a wish, right? So if if we're going to live a life of thanksgiving, of, of thankfulness, of praising God for what he has done and thank him for how he's moving in our lives, in our hearts, in our family, in our church, in our community. You might not think he's moving in our community, right? You look around, you turn on the news, you pick up the newspaper, you look on Facebook. Just in Sumter, South Carolina, it's pretty dark, amen? There's a lot of things that are going on, a lot of things that are going wrong, but is God at work? Yes, God is at work. God is at work. And so I want to remind you this morning, David's had a determination to give thanks to God. We should as well. And friends, that takes discipline. 
that takes discipline. And that is a spiritual discipline that we should have a part of our lives. As we prepare for the new year, you may very well hear a message about some getting back to the basics, right? That we should be, we should be disciplined in prayer. We should be disciplined in giving thanks to God. We should be disciplined in reading his word. We should be disciplined in attending church with other believers. Why? Because as we talked about these last few weeks, the Christian who doesn't quit surrounds themselves with people who love God. We should be people who love God. As we talked about the other church this morning, it sounds like there's some people who don't really love God. Amen? Because they're being divisive and they're allowing the enemy to use them. They're, they're being disruptive. But our goal should always be to praise God, to love Him and to love others. That is the greatest command. So we see that we're to love Him with our whole heart. And as we read this morning too, and it's interesting because I made it in my notes and then we talked about it. And I think it's interesting, the material that we've been going through, we have questions. We have things that are going through our minds and the Lord answers it. This morning, Cindy, as we read our first verse, we were in Romans chapter 8, verse 26 and 27. And she just immediately thought, well, it's in there. And, and that is this, we, we know that all things work together for good of those who love God and are called to his purpose. Well, guess what the next chunk of scripture was? It was Romans 8, 28 through 30, which is that verse. Romans 8, 28. Remember this, friends, that all things work together for good. For those who what? Love God and are called to his purpose. It doesn't mean that, it doesn't mean that things are always going to be good, right? That all circumstances are good, but it means that God has declared that all circumstances will work together so there will be good results from them. We need to remember that as well. So David says, I will give thanks. I will give praise to the Lord with my whole heart. And then we see kind of the shift in this particular verse. And he says, this, he says, I will recount. I will recount All your wonderful deeds. Another translation says, I will recount all your marvelous works. So let's stop there for a moment. Let's stop there for a moment. I will recount. Another translation says, I will tell of all your wonderful deeds. Listen, he wanted to tell everybody. He wanted to tell everybody. So if we're we're going to... And as Jimmy prayed before, God, thank you for your blessings. Thank you for how you've blessed us. If we're blessed and we realize the blessings of God, wouldn't we want other people to know about that? Yes, we do. We want people to know. Our blessings didn't come from our bank account. Our blessings didn't come from our 401k. Our blessings came from God. And we're to be pointing others to him. I think about, as David says here, I will recount. Just think about that word, recount. So just when you, just when you think that you've named all your blessings, hey man, just start over. Recount them. Name your blessings as the hymn says what? One by one. And look at what God has done, right? Recount them. Recount them when you're down Recount them. When you're down, recount your blessings. Count them again. Another thing I was reading this week said this. When we recount something, 
It's a second or a fresh count. That's what it means to recount something. It's a fresh count. Oswald Chambers said this, Never live on your memories of past experiences, but always allow the Word of God to be living and active in you. We can't live on the past. We, yeah, God's done great things in our lives, in our families, in this church, but we can't live in the past. Why? Because we, ha- we can recount God for the, and thank God for those blessings, but we have to, how does he want to bless us now? How does he want to bless us now? And so David is reminded, not only will he give thanks, will he give praise, but he's saying, I will recount, I will tell everybody of your wonderful deeds. What has God done in your life? What has God done in your life? What has God done recently? What did God, each Sunday as we come together in this house of worship to be, we're the saints. We're coming together to worship him. We're not coming to be seen. We're not coming to just check it off. We should be coming to worship with one another. As we come together, we should be what? We should be challenged by God's word. You should be challenged by the preaching and teaching. But you should also be spurred on. You should be reminded that, hey, you're not alone. That car trouble that you had, that's, you're not the only one that's had car trouble. It's okay. Hang in there. Because that, that health problem, that test that you got, maybe a somewhat negative result, or they want to do another rescan, you're not the only person that's been in that valley before. And so why do we come together? We come together as a body of believers because God has blessed us. He has comforted us and we're to comfort one another. Scripture says when, when one rejoices, we should all rejoice. That's what it means to be a part of the body of Christ. When one suffers, we all suffer. As we mentioned, I've said it already several times man, my heart aches for that church, for the, the pettiness that they have going on. It should break your heart too. Why? Because that's why people get disenfranchised. That's why people walk away from the church, is because of pettiness in, in the church. People's attitudes. People having to have their way. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. And I will recount all your wonderful deeds. Can I remind you this morning that as David says that he will give thanks to the Lord. That he will give praise to the Lord. Can I remind you this? that What, what does it mean to praise? Sometimes I think we need to be kind of elementary in our ways, right? We, we need a refresher. It, it, David is telling us here we need to recount our blessings. I think sometimes we also just say, oh, yeah, we know what that means. No, but listen, to praise means to express honor and gratitude. To God through, listen, worship, words, attitude, and actions. To be cliche for a moment, if we're to live a life filled with thankfulness, then we need to have an attitude of gratitude. Amen? We need to have an attitude of gratitude. But then also as we look at this word praise, is what David is telling us here this morning. We're to honor 
And we're to express honor, we're to express gratitude to God through worship. Thank God for that song. I never heard that song that we sang this morning. That was beautiful. All right, Lord, I just want to thank you. How elementary, how basic, but it's a fact of the matter. That's what God has called us to do. David is reminding us, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart, and I will count all your wonderful deeds. So it's through worship, it's through our words. Our words have power. You know, as kids, you said, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That is false. Words hurt. How we treat others hurt. What words we choose can hurt others. And then our attitude and actions. Can I remind you this, that being thankful and living a life of thankfulness doesn't just happen. It is a daily choice. It is honestly a moment-by-moment choice. A life of thankfulness should be our goal. It is built on giving thanks regularly. Listen, friends, before we can ever be thankful, full of thanks, we must begin to fill our walk with the Lord with thanks and praise. So see, I I was hesitant to preach a message like this, right? Because it's like, oh, it's Thanksgiving. We're going to talk about thankfulness. We're going to talk about giving thanks. But when I began to just look at this word last week and the Lord began to speak into my spirit, thankfulness. Every week we will look at a different chunk of this. And we have to start, if you want to live a life filled with thankfulness, a being who God has intended us to be, as Billy Graham said, a spirit of thankfulness is one of the most distinctive marks of a Christian whose heart is attuned with God. We could preach off of that wise words from Billy Graham right now, couldn't we? Because people say they're Christians, but are they, are they attuned with God? Do you hear that spirit of thankfulness when you're around them? Are they grumbling or is there gratitude? Because Billy Graham says that if we're grateful that we won't grumble, but when we grumble, there's no way for us to be grateful. So if we're ever to live a life and to be thankful, full of thanks, we must begin to fill our walks with the Lord with thanks and praise. You can't just run there. You can't just say, oh, it's November. I'm going to be filled with thankfulness. No, it begins with baby steps. It begins with finding ways. Turn with me, if you will, to the back of your bulletin. Oh, not yet. Um, Not yet. I thought I had another question on there, but not yet. All right. So this is probably the burning question that some of you may have. How do we thank God? How do we thank God? Well, first off, I want to remind you that we have to be determined like David, that we will. If we're going to live a life of thankfulness, then we have to be determined like David, that we will give thanks. And then secondly, we have to set aside time. We have to set aside time in our lives. And it can't be rushed it can't 
be rushed. So determine a time to thank God. Is it at dinner? Is it before you end your day? When will you thank God? Determine those times. For me, a lot of times, it's before my feet hit the ground in the morning. Sit up on the side of the bed and just say, God, thank you for giving me another day. Give me the strength and the wisdom, the clarity that I need for the day ahead. See, friends, I also want to, I want to, I want to ask you this. And this is kind of a question you can write on the back of your bulletin, so I'm glad I asked you to turn to the back of it. Write this question. What do I need to thank God for? What do I need to thank God for? Begin there. That's where you begin. What do I need to thank God for? Give you a prime example. Years ago when I was in youth ministry, we would begin and we would start with prayer and prayer request. And we would go around the room and the kids would have some legit needs. They would have some things that were really a burden for them. They would have a big test that was coming up. And so we would make a note of that. Sure, we want to pray for that test. We want to pray for those exam times that are coming up. And they might mention someone's aunt who has cancer. But then other times, a lot of them would just be like, okay, what do we need to pray for? What do we need to thank God for? And they would look at me like this. And so finally one day I kind of snapped and I said, okay, let me help you see this. Did you wake up this morning? Yes. Do you have a roof over your head? Yes. Did you have lunch today? Yes. Do you have people in your life who love you? Yes. Did you get up and brush your teeth? Yes. You think about that. There are some people who the things that we take for granted and the things that we do throughout our day, other people only wish that they could get up and do. They wish they had the strength to do that. They wish they were able to put on their socks and their shoes. Right? That's worthy of thanking God for. Amen? So what do you need to thank God for? Can I also encourage you that you need to listen for stories of thankfulness? This week, I love how God works. He, he, he just placed this one in my life at an appropriate time as I was preparing this message and just saying, okay, God, what are you telling me about thankfulness? What are, why are, why am I preaching on giving thanks? And let me tell you this quick story of what this, what happened. I went to the Friends of the Library book sale. I love that every year. I go. I found some great resources that I use uh, and only paid a dollar for them, right? One of them was a, one of my favorite Bibles that I use. I only paid a dollar for it, and it costs like $75 brand new. Okay, so I go and find resources like I did this morning just to give away. It's a great way to do things like that. But as I was standing in line, I began to talk with this man. And I don't know how the subject came up, but this is what transpired. He said, well, you know, one time I was at this church and our pastor, I was visiting his church and our pastor um, challenged us to read the word of God, to read through the word of God that year. And he was like, well, you know, come to think of it, I've never done that before. And he was like, 
Pastor, I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you. I'm going to do that. And he said, he set out to do that. And he said, back up a second, he was telling me stories. He would go and he would get these Bibles and he'd be like, oh, this is the one. Oh, this is the one. Yeah, this has got great notes and everything. This is the one. This is the one I'm going to read. And then guess what? He'd stack it over to the side and other books would pile up. He'd find another Bible. Oh, this is great. This has apologetics. Oh, I'm going to read this one. It would pile up. But he said he began to, that pastor challenged him. He began to read through the word of God and he he kept a journal or kept a checklist of where he was to keep him on track for reading. He said he missed some days. And over the course of the year, he was about 50 days past the 365. So in there, he missed a few days. But guess what? He read through the whole Word of God. And I was thinking, that's awesome. This older gentleman, I said, that's awesome. And he said, well, you know what I did? He said, I picked up another Bible. And I picked up another translation. He said, I'm now on my sixth time reading through the Word of God. He's 76. Seven years old, 76 years old. It is never too late to begin a new habit. Amen? It is never too late. And so as I thought about that, I knew the pastor that he spoke of. And that pastor is going through a transition time in his life right now. And so I shot him a text. And I said, listen, I want to, I want to tell you, I just met this guy and the joy that I heard in his voice. The spirit of thankfulness that I heard in his voice. Why? He was challenged and he became disciplined to where he began reading the word of God. And you want to know this? This man is also now teaching Sunday school. So not only he's taking what he learned and he's giving it to other senior adults. So listen for stories of thanksgiving, of thankfulness in your lives. So now, the reason I ask you to turn to the back of your bulletin is I, there's a question at the bottom. Thank you, Miss Terry, for squeezing this in with everything else that we've got in our special bulletin this week. But look with me at that last question on the back. I want you to do this. I want to give you just a few moments um, now, if you will, to, to think over this question. Take a few moments for yourself and answer this question. Who are two are three Christians who have been instrumental in your spiritual growth over the years. Write them below and thank God for their shaping influence in your life. Take just a moment and who are two or three Christians who have been instrumental, who've been influential in your spiritual growth over the years. Write them down and take a moment and thank God for them. Father God, my prayer is that all around this room this morning, Lord, uh, there are those that are writing, those two or three people who have been 
who have been instrumental, who have been influential in their spiritual growth. Father, I thank you for those women and men, but I thank you for one lady who boldly just stepped into a conversation and asked me, well, what are you doing? Lord, I didn't like that at the moment. It made me mad. I was irritated. But God, I thank you for that precious saint who spoke the truth and boldness and in love that I needed at that moment. Father, thank you for those who have invested in my spiritual journey. Lord, if there's one here this morning who has left this area blank, Father, my prayer is that you would send someone, that you would send at least one into their life, that as they look back years from now, they could say thank you. Thank you, Lord, for sending this man, for sending this woman into my life to help me grow in my relationship with you. Father, I pray for these, your people, that we may begin to, to sense your presence, the blessings that you've sent in our lives. May we begin to live a life filled with thanking you. Father, as we leave this place this morning, simply ask them as you've asked me, what do I need to thank God for? For some of us, that list might be short. For others, we could go on and on. But God, we thank you and we love you. Father, have your way in our lives. May we do as David says, that we will give thanks God that we will recount your marvelous and wonderful deeds in our lives our families and in your church Father and it's in your son's holy and precious name that we praise you and we give thanks to you for all that you have done and all that you're going to do